Hi, and welcome to episode 30 of Five Minutes of Rum, Notes on Rum, a few minutes at a time. My name is Kevin Up the Grove. In this episode, I'm going to talk about my one of my new favorite rums, Denizen Merchants Reserve. It's an intriguing mix of Jamaican and Martinique rums that may not be exactly what you're expecting based solely on that description. I'm also going to revisit the Mai Tai, courtesy of a recent talk by Martin Kate at Tiki Oasis 14, and then I'll use the rum in one of uh, my old Born Out of Necessity creations, something called the Taboo Thai Swizzle. Uh, Tiki Oasis 14 has just passed and provided a lot of rum for thought, so while this is the first of my Tiki Oasis 14 episodes, it most certainly will not be a last, the last, and incidentally, they're probably not going to all go up in a row, so that doesn't mean that each one of the next six episodes, for instance, is Tiki Oasis 14 inspired, but believe me, there was a lot of rum talked at Tiki Oasis 14. All right, the featured rum in this episode is Denison Merchants Reserve. So um, I came to know of the Denison brand of rums only recently, so only within, I say, the spring or summer of 2014. Um, there's a number of blogs and a couple of uh, people I follow on Instagram that are either cocktail aficionados or rum aficionados or some mixture of both. Um, and I'd seen uh, reviews, comments, and pictures of this rum being used uh, for a number of recipes, being mentioned in a number of recipes, and in particular a Mai Tai. Um, and so at that point, I realized uh, if it was getting a lot of uh, solid recommendations from the people I follow that I did want to try it. Um, and then once I saw that Tiki Oasis 14 and the cocktail symposiums had been announced and that they were one of the uh, rums that were going to be part of the Martin Kate Symposium, at that point I was pretty much sold that I needed to get a bottle of this rum sooner rather than later and give it a try for myself. Um, I believe distribution either was just kicking in or is still just kicking in. Um, and I really couldn't find it when I first started looking for it in the summertime. Um, went to high time. It wasn't there. I was able to pick up a couple of uh, lost spirits rums that I had also uh, earmarked for uh, trial over the summer um, and had kind of given up the notion that I may have it before Tiki Oasis. Uh, then in route to Tiki Oasis with my three other boxes of different rums that uh, probably uh, were a little excessive, but hey, Tiki Oasis is all about excessive um, in one shape or form or another. Um, we, we stopped on the way down to Tiki Oasis at High Time in Costa Mesa again, in particular because I wanted to get a couple of bottles of El Dorado 8 for the cocktail that was on my postcard at Oasis, which was the Sea of Sin, which I think was featured in episode 24. Nonetheless, what I didn't need at that point really was another bottle of rum, but I did see that they had the Denison in stock. So I snapped one of those up really quickly, uh, knowing that it was going to be the perfect opportunity to give it a try, going down to Tiki Oasis. Now, my expectations um, were a certain, well, I didn't really read up on the rum so much as I knew it existed and I knew I wanted to try it. So I hadn't done any research on it yet, kind of waiting for um, when I got a bottle, I would do the research and then put an episode up on, on five minutes of rum. So I hadn't really done a lot of reading on it yet. I just knew it was something I wanted to try. Um, and then I saw the name, saw it was called Denison's Merchant Reserve, and then saw that it was a blend of rum and rum, meaning it was a blend of Jamaican rum and rum from Martinique. Um, and so my expectation was, okay, I can see why this was going to be good for a Mai Tai. And does that mean that it's a blend of an agricole rum and a Jamaican rum? And if so, that make, makes perfect sense for my preconceived notion of a Trader Vic's 1944 Mai Tai. So getting a Tiki Oasis, I opened up the bottle, smelled it, and realized it wasn't exactly at all, well, it wasn't quite what I was expecting. Uh, it did have a, a Jamaican element to it, that's for sure, but I didn't 
pick up any of the things that I would normally pick up from an agricultural realm, particularly the grassiness or the or the vegetal, uh, excuse me, vegetal notes, vegetal, vegetal notes. There we go. Um, and so I didn't pick up any of that agricultural side, and I wasn't really sure what to make of that. But I had heard Mai Tai when it came to this rum, and so I mixed one up, and sure enough, it was an awesome cocktail. Again, not 100% what I was expecting, and I didn't really know why, but at that moment, as Tiki Oasis was kicking off, all I knew is that I wanted to make more Mai Tais with this rum because they were so good, um, and that I made a mistake at that point by only getting one bottle. Um, Quick little uh, shout out to uh, someone who on Tiki Central goes by the name of Luna Video Games and on Instagram is Thirsty Thursday SD, um, who is active on both of those uh, forums and is a um, another rum aficionado. He actually alerted me when I when I made my uh, faux pas, knowing that I'd only picked up one bottle. He told me that Old, Old Town Liquor, which was quite close to the Tiki Oasis grounds, had a bottle, and so uh, the next day I was able to go and secure a second bottle. So thank you very much for that tip. Um, so let's flash forward a little bit to Saturday of Tiki Oasis, and I was attending Martin Kate's Rum Revolution Symposium. Um, the call to action on Saturday was join the rum revolution. Um, and the concept of this particular symposium by Martin Kate was an introduction to, um, let me check real quick, I can't remember if it was eight or ten rums. I want to say it was eight, uh, but I'll check my notes here. And we see... Yep, eight different rums, which was plenty because they were one-ounce pours, and even then uh, you were going to be in pretty bad shape if you finished each one of those eight, but I digress. Um, the concept of this symposium was, hey, there's a lot of great new rums on the market, and let's go ahead and sample some of them. And and true to the, uh, the, uh, the concept, there were a lot of great rums sampled on that one. And rum number four was the Denison Merchant's Reserve, uh, and Martin Kate was very helpful to provide much more backstory, um, not only on this rum, but on a little bit more backstory on the investigation he's done into the Trader Vic's 1944 Mai Tai. So I don't want to completely regurgitate uh, Martin's presentation, but he shared that he was part of the development of this Merchant's Reserve rum blend, um, and he shared some of his research on what uh, formerly had been accepted as the de facto Trader Vic's Mai Tai recipe in 1944, and what his uh, new suppositions were on what those what that rum was that um, was originally used in the 1944 Mai Tai. So remember the 1944 Mai Tai, and we delved into this uh, way back, I think in episode seven, uh, from Trader Vic's was he used a, a rum, the 17-year-old J. Ray and Nephew rum uh, from Jamaica in those 1944 Mai Tais, and that it proved to be so popular that he quickly depleted the 17-year-old J. Ray and Nephew moved on to the 15-year-old J. Ray and Nephew, and then depleted that rum as well. So the going notion, though, was that, based on descriptions, was that this was uh, the best approximation to get for these rums that had long since gone um, you know, extinct, more or less, was to use a blend of Jamaican and Martinique rums. Um, so, however, based on the, I would say recently, based on what Martin said in the symposium, uh, he had started to think that based on the rums and the flavors that were in the description, uh, he was deducing that it would not be an agricole rum that was blended with that Jamaican rum, but a Martinique rum that was blended or that was based on molasses. Um, and that was based again on the descriptions when you would see how the J. Ray and nephew, uh, 17 year old, 15 year old were described and how, uh, once they started to blend in other rums to sort of, uh, you know, make the Mai Tai after those rums had been depleted, nothing really pointed to this being an agricole or a grassy rum based on the description. So, 
the supposition at that point was that, okay, well, maybe this was indeed a Martinique rum, but it was one based on molasses, not based on one on cane and not really an agricole rum. So here we are. So we, we get to the Denison rum. These are Denison is, uh, they are rum blenders from Amsterdam. They take uh, Caribbean rums and blend them to achieve a specific flavor profile. Their first rum that I found um, when researching online was a white rum, uh, which I now have a bottle of and will save for another show. Uh, this particular rum, the um, I think the white rum is labeled as such as well, but the Denison Merchants Reserve is labeled a product of the West Indies. Uh, and I mentioned this was created with a, a style. This was this rum was created, um, I believe, in consultation with uh, Martin Kate, and it was designed to be the style of rum used in those 1944 Trader Vic's Mai Tais. In this case, it's a blend of pot-stilled Jamaican rum and a molasses-based rum from Martinique called Rum Grand Aromoy. Aromoy. Uh, my, again, my, my French isn't too great, but anyways, it's a, a non-agricole molasses-based rum from Martinique. Um, Denison is using rums that have a longer-than-normal fermentation time due to a slower-working yeast. Uh, I mention that only as a point of interest, not to say that it's a better process than other distillers who may take a different tact, just... That's uh, the, the style that they are, that's the way that they've gone about trying to get that um, particular flavor that they want is they're going with a slower working yeast, longer fermentation, and then they get the esters that they're looking for th- for the flavors that they're looking for. Um, interestingly, they say that 60% of this rum blend is at least eight years old. Uh, so again, it's not 60% of either the, the Jamaican or the Martinique, but they say 60% of the blend overall is at least eight years old and aged in once-used American oak barrels, bourbon American oak barrels. Uh, That obviously means that there is no age statement for the remaining 40%, uh, but I sure didn't have a a problem with the process that they outlined once I tasted the rum. Uh, And in fact, maybe if only 60% needs eight years and they can continue to bottle this rum for a good long time if they can extend that what they already have aged at eight years. Um, the rum itself is bottled at 86 proof or 43% alcohol by volume. Uh, it cost me about $28 to get a bottle at high time. It was slightly higher at the other two stores I have since purchased it from, although in, 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 none of them were outrageously priced. Um, even if it was to go up to $35, this would be a, a good price for this rum. Um, you can fi- If you can't find it locally, again, I think the distribution is just cranking up and I don't really know how extensive Denison is distributed. I know locally in Southern California, you can find it again at High Time in Costa Mesa, Old Town Liquor in San Diego, and Beverage Warehouse in Marina del Rey. Otherwise, order online if you can't find it in a local store, and your liquor laws will allow it to be delivered to you. Tasting notes on this rum, or uh, uh, I would say appearance and tasting notes. Um, appearance in the glass, it's a maple syrup amber color. Um, and then my glass, it formed a, a few quick legs when it was swirled, but the majority of the legs took a long time to develop and drop down the glass. Uh, in terms of aroma, breathing this in, I got some wood, a little bit of heat, and some banana peel. Um, a reminder, a good reminder that I got from uh, the symposium, and I will pass along again, which I've mentioned I think in the past, was when you're when you're taking in the aroma from a rum um, or from anything that you're uh, try, trying to take in aroma from, Remember to breathe in with your mouth open because some of that uh, aroma receptors are in your mouth, not just in your nasal passages. Um, in this rum, not much in terms of sweetness on the smell. Uh, got some of the expected funk you would get from a you would expect from a Jamaican rum, 
but not say to the extent of a Smith and Cross, which is you know a little bit more funky. Uh, it reminds me a little bit of if you've if you've had them the single origin, single vintage plantation Jamaica rums and Panama rums. If you were to combine those, uh, the Jamaican is uh, I got a little bit of that funkiness. The plantation Panama has a very very overwhelming banana uh, smell. I think this. Uh, Merchant's Reserve from Denison is a much more dialed down banana smell, but it is in there in the background. And if maybe you were to take those two and combine them, you would get the aroma that you get from this rum. In terms of taste, uh, the first word I thought of after swirling it around a little bit um, was the word smooth. Uh, very little very little astringency, excuse me. Uh, very nice body, a little bit heavier body than some of your Jamaican or Barbados rums. Uh, it doesn't feel too thin. It's not too sweet. Um, I will note that I don't pick up the fruit notes that their site mentions, but it, I'm really not that well-developed as a taster, so that's probably why I'm not picking up individual fruit notes that they're mentioning. Uh, there is a little bit of uh, pepper on the very end of the swallow, um, and without knowing any better, I would say the Martinique component in this rum is probably lending body, um, since as previously mentioned, it's not an agricole, so there's no real grassiness, and most of the flavor profile that I get reminds me of Jamaican. So. I think the Martinique is there probably mostly for body to blend with the Jamaican. Overall, very, very easy to drink. Um, and it's more of what I like in a rum compared to a Cuban style. Not that I don't like those, but this is, if I were to you know choose one, I would probably choose this style, this style of rum. And not as sweet on the sipping rums, uh, or not as sweet as the sipping rums that you would get from Central America, like your Zacapas and your Zayas. Uh, finish wise, uh, I found it for me to be a long, mellow finish with very little burn, very pleasant, um, and again, very enjoyable overall as a sipping rum. To sum up, the Denison Merchants Reserve, this is the first rum in a long while where I'm tempted to buy a case of it just to have it around and not run out. Again, I only bought it on my way to Tiki Oasis a little over two weeks ago, and I've already on my third bottle because I keep finding ways to work my way through this rum. Um, um, whether it's a Mai Tai, whether it's pouring the rum neat or trying to make different new and new and different cocktails. Again, I keep finding reasons to use this rum because I really like it. Um, and it doesn't hurt that the Trader Vic's 1944 Mai Tai is probably my favorite cocktail overall. Uh, so I do have a built-in bias on not only how this rum tastes in that cocktail, but the way and why this rum was formulated. So, um, and, and ultimately I'm partial to fuller bottle, fuller bodied, funkier rums, especially from Jamaica or Guyana. So really this rum was right in my wheelhouse. So your mileage may vary, but I find this to be an excellent, um, an excellent new rum in the market and one that I really, really don't want to run out of. So since this rum is built with the Mai Tai, the Trader Vic's 1944 Mai Tai in mind, or at least in my mind it is, um, let's revisit that real quickly. Uh, first of all, don't abandon your 19, if you've been making a 1944 Trader Vic's Mai Tai and blending one ounce of Jamaican rum and one ounce of some sort of agricole from Martinique. Don't abandon that. Just mix this new one into your repertoire. Um, I would try this one out and keep it around, but the blend of a Martinique rum, uh, a Martinique agricole rum and a Jamaican rum is still a sublime way to enjoy a Mai Tai. And so definitely you're not, you're not replacing one for the other. You're just adding to your, your Mai Tai repertoire. Um, that recipe again, if you need it, um, and if we use the Merchant's Reserve from Denison, it would be two ounces of Denison Merchant's Reserve, uh, three-quarter to one ounce of fresh squeeze and only fresh squeeze lime juice. Uh, you can dial that up or down from three-quarters to one ounce, depending on how tart you want this. 
one half ounce of orange curacao. I use the Pierre Ferrand dry curacao. One half ounce of orgy syrup or orja syrup. Um, I use the uh, I use a homemade version that I've referenced in the Mai Tai episode. Uh, but if you uh, are looking for a commercial brand, uh, maybe try BG Reynolds or Small Hands Orjat. And depending on the sweetness of the Orjat you're using, you may want to add in another one quarter ounce of simple syrup. Combine that all with ice cubes and a Boston shaker. Shake that up and strain it into a double old-fashioned glass filled with fresh crushed ice. Garnish that with a spent lime shell and a sprig of mint. Still a fantastic drink, whether you use the Denison, which I recommend you go out and try, or use the Martinique uh, Agricole along with the Jamaican rum. Now, I will say one other thing about the uh, Martin Cape presentation um, from Tiki Oasis 14. He did show a photo, and I've put this photo in the show notes as well as in the uh, the podcast uh, itself. Uh, he has procured an actual bottle of the J. Ray and Nephew 17-year-old rum that was used. Um, this is, you know, to me, quite an amazing label to see on, you know, even if it was just a copy of a copy of a copy of it when I put the picture up, um, but it was still cool to see. Now, a question for you as the listener, if you were in the same position to, to own that bottle and procure that bottle, would you be able to resist opening it and making an actual 1944 Mai Tai the way Trader Vic did? Okay, and lastly on this episode, let's talk about a drink called the Taboo Thai Swizzle. Um, As I mentioned at the top of the show, this was one of those recipes that arose out of necessity. Um, I was lacking a needed ingredient for the cocktail I wanted to make, and I had to have something else or use something else to approximate that missing ingredient. So at at the Taboo event that was held in October of 2012 in Palm Springs, um, I happened to have everything I needed to mix Mai Tais except for the orange curacao. Um, for that event, I was making a drink called the Rum Drum, which I haven't actually featured on the podcast, but maybe I will at some point in the future. I was making a drink called the Rum Drum for the crawl. That was my primary focus when I was packing for the event. I didn't really uh, notice that I hadn't packed orange curacao, but of course at some point during a tiki weekend, I'm going to want to make a Mai Tai, and then I realized, oh, I didn't have orange curacao. I did, though, have orange bitters, and so I substituted substituted that in for the curacao just to kind of give it that orange element and shook it with ice cubes and then called it the taboo tie. So it was largely the same recipe, but with no orange curacao and with orange bitters instead. And that drink was fine. Again, it was uh, was you know at the event I wasn't really uh, I wasn't really too worried about accuracy. I just wanted to make something that was close. But after that, I never really developed it further, and I sort of set it aside and left it in my notebook. There's a picture of the recipe in my Uh, in my field notes book, but um, it never really got any more play after that point. So when I was trying to come up with different recipes to use the Denison Merchants Reserve in that weren't Mai Tai recipes, I decided to revisit this recipe, um, you know, just again, being inspired by this particular rum and the fact that I was making a lot of Mai Tais with it. And then I changed the preparation into a swizzle um, because it didn't, you know, as a, a shaken and poured drink, it was a little bit more diluted than I want. And I thought the swizzle would give it the right amount of dilution. So I had actually attempted this once uh, before a few days ago with uh, soda water to sort of lengthen it, but that really wasn't needed and it actually made the drink worse because it thinned it out too much. So the recipe itself for this drink, uh, the Taboo Thai, go to my trusty notebook here. It's gonna be two ounces of Denison Merchants Reserve, uh, one half ounce of fresh squeezed lime juice, one half ounce of orgeat, 
and two dashes of orange bitters. And what you want to do is take a, uh, a tall glass, a chimney or a Collins glass, fill that with crushed ice as you would for a swizzle, then pour the ingredients as listed on top of that. Swizzle that with a bar spoon or a swizzle stick until you've uh, diluted the ice and made the drink cold and then diluted the ice until you've uh, diluted the contents and the ice has kind of gone down in the glass and you've made it cold. Then fill it back um, up to the top again with crushed ice, swizzle it again until you get a frost on the outside of the glass, and then uh, put a little bit more ice on top, a couple, couple more dashes of orange bitters on top. I've used Angostura orange bitters. Uh, if you have a different orange bitters at home, like the Reagan's or the Fee Brothers, you may want to try that. I haven't just haven't, I haven't, haven't, have not happened to try it with those bitters, but with the Angostura, it works well. Um, and then finish it off with a, a lime wedge or a lime shell and some mint, just like you would a normal Mai Tai. Um, that's the presentation for that. I found uh, the drink. Um, I'm not having one right now because I had one before. There's a picture of it in the show notes. Uh, it's a nice drink. It's uh, you know obviously different than a Mai Tai, but not terribly different. Um, so the, the name should represent the fact that it came from a Mai Tai. Um, and I think it's a, like with most swizzles, it's a nice drink, relatively strong, uh, that'll be really good on a really hot day. Um, and I would, you know, recommend trying that out, see what you like. Um, and again, this is a rum that sort of invites you to play around and try different recipes. I've, I've actually tried three or four things with this rum that haven't worked all that well, but I do think the taboo Thai swizzle is one that you'll find enjoyable. Um, and I encourage you to find your own recipes, your own substitutions that you can use this rum in. And that's it. Thank you for listening to this love letter to Denison's Merchants Reserve Rum. Um, remember, even if this rum um, isn't, or even if this style isn't your particular favorite, don't forget there are so many great rums out there that you don't need to spend your time or your money on the ones you don't care about. Stick to the ones you like um, and talk about and work with those. Show links are up on the 5 Minutes of Rum website. That's number 5minutesofrum.com. The show is also on iTunes as 5 Minutes of Rum. On iTunes, you can subscribe, you can rate the show, and you can even leave a review. The show is also on Twitter as at 5 Minutes of Rum. That's the at symbol, number 5 Minutes of Rum. Please send in any comments, corrections, feedback, or requests you have via either Twitter or the 5 Minutes of Rum website. And now, go get some rum. <laughs>